1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This
2: is what we call a three technique. This is what we call a three technique. No! On the ride with Royce. has been terrific. It's, uh, you know, I think, in, and not only in the games, but in practice every day. Uh, both ends of the floor, and that's what makes him so good. He's a big shot maker.
3: Uh, that is Coach Thibodeau, in case you didn't recognize the voice, uh, talking about his. The enthusiastic guy, Tom Thibodeau. Guy, uh, talking about he, this guy, he is enthusiastic. Oh, yes. This guy, yes. Jimmy he Butler. Is. He's talking about uh, his guy, Jimmy Butler, who last night, once again, uh, kind of uh, led a Timberwolves team that wasn't too interested in playing defense to 112-106 victory over the depleted L.A. Clippers at Target Center. Uh, he needed to get 20 points uh, out in the fourth quarter to save the Wolves from what would have been one of their several embarrassing losses. The Clippers had played Saturday and got beat 108-82 by Dallas they started two players who are signed to two-way G League contracts. Oh my God, you're kidding! And yet it took a Butler to have a real good game. And now tonight, the Timberwolves are in Memphis, which has lost eleven in a row. Fired their coach Fizdale. Apparently, they fired him because Mark Gasol didn't like him. Ah, ah! Uh, don't
4: don't squabble with the superstars. Scotty, is what you're saying? No, yeah.
3: Uh, well, they just given him the big yeah. contract, so they've lost eleven in a row. And if there's one thing we learned about this team, is anytime they're in a position where they expect themselves to win mm-hmm. without doing much, right? They'll do the minimum. Yes, we know will. that. They yes. will do the minimum. We know that. So, uh, Butler uh, averaging 18.4, shooting 44% from the field, 38% from uh, three points. Uh, four point six assists, a couple of steals. He's been uh very good, I would say. He hasn't been a superstar, but he has been very good. And he at least tells the boys that they got to play better defense as they uh, continue to ignore it. Just when I was uh, going to get hard on the Wiggy bandwagon, he had a lousy game last night. So, uh, and Towns, of course, is uh, to me a, a major disappointment, even though the numbers are pretty good. Dumba has Coyle with him. Coyle in, and Dumba scores. And a Wild win
4: in overtime. I always love hearing the Prince theme song after a wild goal.
3: Is that what we're playing now? Yeah, because okay. it's uh, you
4: know Prince was a big wild guy.
3: Oh, he was. He, he was a very. Uh, <laughs> he was the right size for hockey. I don't know why he tried to play basketball. He should have tried to play hockey. Uh, you know what? We like to bash Dumba, right? There's especially one guy on the uh, morning show who, yes. uh, who uh, beats him up pretty good. But uh, Dumba gets the winner in overtime uh, The on, uh, was that Saturday or Sunday? That was Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Uh, Blues win. Uh, I mean, against the Blues, they beat him 2-1. I think Dumba's playing pretty good. Well, Lately. And he's, when
4: he's kind of one of those guys, when he decides to play with, without being yeah. a knucklehead,
3: he's pretty good on the ice. Yeah. And of course the fact that they've had him playing with Suter always helps him a little bit, but, uh, you know, he gets the winner and, uh, I think it was still a good decision not to let him go to Las Vegas. I agree to lose Holla and, uh, to lose this alley tuck. Although, uh, other people will tell you it was a big mistake, but, uh, Matt Dumba, he's uh, the ripe old age of twenty three, and God, is he only twenty three? Wow, Wow, I did not realize. Broke in, he was twenty when he broke in, and he's 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 played pretty well lately. And they're now five hundred. They've won thirteen and lost thirteen. So
4: did they exact their revenge against Mike Yo and the St. Louis Blues on Saturday? Then,
3: probably, maybe for the six three loss in St. Louis, maybe not. But not for the the, series uh, of victory. uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, St. Louis though has uh, been struggling a little. Have they cooled off? Mm Okay.
1: Lynch got inside and did the rest. Had an arm and a hand in his face, and he said, who cares, I'm going up and throwing that one down.
3: That's Corey Pro. Yes, it is. Former guest on Talking Baseball with the uh morning show. Uh but uh Provence, by the way, he's really he good does at basketball. A fine job yeah. on basketball. Yes, he does. Uh 8967, the Gophers defeat Rutgers. Reggie Lynch uh goes out and gets himself uh five blocks yesterday. A team like poor old uh, Rutgers having a guy like that near the basket Oof. they are just out of luck they don't know what to do. Uh Reggie had 16 points, 9 rebounds, 5 blocks. Gophers now 8 and 1 and uh they just pulled away and uh, beat them badly. Uh Nate Mason had 26 Murphy had another double-double, but uh, I thought Reggie Lynch was uh, terrific uh, against this overmatched team last night. And I
4: know that the season is still young and there's a lot of games to be played, especially in Big Ten play, but the thing that's impressed me about Lynch, Pat, he hasn't gotten himself into foul trouble at all this year, which was was the biggest detriment to his game last year.
3: And I'll give Coach Patino credit for this. He uh, went early to Hurt and uh, Harris— and uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, it's Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, because he he knows he's got to do something about his bench. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other, when they got beat by Miami, they got one point off the bench.
4: And it hurts the kid, the Rochester he's kid. He's the right? Rochester kid yeah. who was
3: recruited because his brother's really good. But uh, you know, <laughs> kind of like Leangelo Ball, right. Recruited because both his brothers are really good. Mm-hmm. He's in the middle, and they got to take him. They got. And he just. It's left a package COA, deal, by the way, but. Uh, but, yeah, he played those guys uh, and used the opportunity, knowing he was going to beat Rutgers, to give them some uh, some minutes and uh, try to get it, something out of his bench.
4: And so. this is that goofy schedule. So they play Nebraska, and then we go back yes, to non-conference yes. for a week. I don't
3: have a problem with it. I kind of like it. into it. Yeah. I know a lot of people are complaining about it. I like the fact that they remind us they're a Big Ten team before playing 17 games no, against nobody. No, I'm with you. I I like you. Yeah, I'm with I like you. It. All right, we'll be back.
2: Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. Ben Gessling covers the Vikings. Here with Ben Gessling. Ben Gessling joining us now. Vikings star Tribune beat writer Ben
1: Gessling.
3: How's that new Atlanta stadium, sir? You know, it's
1: cool. I enjoyed it. I like US Bank Stadium better. It was Atlanta was like the most of the decor in there was kind of dark, and the roof they kind of tried to. They kind of try to get too cute with it. They they try to almost make it open like a think like, like the eye of a camera is what their lens of a camera is kind of what they're going for. But I think they can't open it because it's leaking. And then <laughs> the, the odd thing about it really was that they've got that big ribbon scoreboard in the in the up by the retractable roof part. So you're you're kind of looking to the end zones expecting there to be a scoreboard and there isn't one. So I mean everybody's kind of looking up. To see the scoreboard in the top and and from where we were sitting when we were up, it actually worked out okay that you could you could see pretty well from your field of vision but i had people say that when you're down on the field or when you're in the low seats you you spend half the game trying to look up to see a replay and it's just kind of disorienting so i i liked it but i thought they got a little too cute with it and and you really when you go to other places like that the the natural light that comes into us bank stadium uh, you remember how much of a difference that makes when you are inside.
3: Okay, uh, two weeks ago, uh, the Rams get seven against them at home at here in Minneapolis, and then you give up nine to those bad boys in Atlanta. These are, this is some uh, serious defense the fellas are playing.
1: Yeah, it is. And the thing that I was impressed with the most yesterday is they did it without a sack or a turnover. So, I mean, you want to get those things certainly if you can, but those can also be ways sometimes of covering up when when you make mistakes because you're able to probably kind of derail a drive with a sack or, or certainly end it with a turnover. So the, the fact that they were still able to hold the Falcons to under 300 yards and keep them out of the end zone, and this is a team that, that put up 540 points last year. I mean, it, it's one of the best offenses yeah. in the history of the NFL, or at least had been last year, and, and had gotten rolling again and got Devontae Freeman back. So the fact that they were able to – do what they did and hold them to nine points and hold them to 275 yards is, is a testament to how fundamentally sound they are. They don't make mistakes. They don't get beat for big plays. They don't give up touchdowns when teams are trying to finish off drives. It's just an impressive display of of sound fundamental football,
3: and as you as you pointed out, uh, they used the same strategy they used against Beckham last year, which means quite a bit of help for Xavier Rhodes from Harrison Smith on the big receiver to just uh, just take Julio Jones out of the game and uh, find out who they're going to who they want to throw the ball to. Then was basically the strategy.
1: Yeah, it was, it, and they you know Julio Jones, of course, had I think 253 yards the week before, he had one catch until about ten minutes left in that game when they finally said we got to give this guy the ball. Let's just drop a screen for him to, to get it to him. So, I mean, the, the fact that they were able to take him out of the game like they did, I, I think really threw off what the Falcons wanted to do. And, and you could see early on, too, that the Falcons knew, in, in addition to having to try to generate offense without Julio Jones, they had to figure out how to counteract the pass rush. He saw a lot of passes to tight ends or running backs and you know a lot of things that Told you they were worried about being able to protect Matt Ryan with that pass rush and even though the Vikings didn't get a sack I thought they did do quite a bit to affect Matt Ryan and and kind of get him off his spot and, and certainly have him worried enough about the pass rush that he didn't feel like he could sit back there and wait for things to come open I mean overall it was they they just didn't have a leak anywhere and uh the fact that they were able to do that on the road against that team is pretty impressive.
3: Uh, one third down conversion again, as uh, you yeah. pointed out. On, and it's, this team was leading the league in third down conversions?
1: They were. They were, they had con- converted, I think, about 48.5% for the year. So to, to hold them to go one for 10 is, uh, I mean, that that probably is the difference in the game, as Mike Zimmer said. That and the fact that when they go into the red zone, they don't score touchdowns. I mean, in a five-point game, that that makes all the difference.
3: Yeah, and uh, it is interesting that uh, I guess uh, I suppose they have no choice but to let Brian try to kick that field goal uh, to make it 14-12, uh, to 12, and then he misses it. But to then get the ball and not let them touch it again is uh, pretty incredible, too. What, 4.58? They uh, ate up on the clock?
1: They did, and they've done that a couple of different times this year. We've seen them be able to do that. I mean, they the, they did it against the Lions. I mean, they were able to, to run the, the clock out and, and get into victory formation, you know, basically on the verge of scoring again. So, I mean, I, I thought that was certainly impressive, and, and you kind of thought, you know, that that probably helped them from being able to dodge one more bullet. But the the decision Dan Quinn made there, I was kind of sitting in the press box thinking, are you sure you want to do that? I mean, given the fact that the Vikings have hadn't been breaking the game open running the ball but they've certainly been effective enough to keep the, uh, the clock moving I, if I'm him then you know I'm obviously not but uh I think I'd try to put it on my offense there to to convert a fourth down and keep a drive going because they they had been moving but uh yeah I, I thought that was kind of a non-decision but give the Vikings credit for you know taking a pass away from Julio Jones early in that drive and and not really giving up anything after that.
3: Uh, Carolina is not as good as Atlanta, in my opinion, and is also banged up uh, quite a bit. Uh, uh, they go in and play the same game. They're looking at 14-2 and two here, ladies and gentlemen.
1: They certainly could be. I mean, you know, Carolina really is probably the, the toughest test left on the schedule. On I mean, The Packers could get Aaron Rodgers back, but even if they do, are they going to have anything to play for? and if they don't have anything to play for, are they going to bring it back? I mean, I think that's all still to be determined. But, you know, going to Carolina, if they win that, yeah, they, they certainly have a very good chance to go 14-2 and could have every reason to keep playing to that point, given the fact that that last game against the Bears is going to be a big one for their tiebreaker with the Eagles. That, that is a common opponent that they have with the Eagles. So they may go into that week 17 game saying we need to win this and and it could be home field advantage on the line against the Bears on New Year's Eve.
3: Well, and the Eagles now go to the Rams. They're staying out on the West Coast. They could have that, uh, they could be clear uh, cut for that. They might uh, They might be sailing by then if the Eagles lose
1: to the Rams. They very well could be. I mean, the Rams kind of have the, the toughest game left on the Eagles' schedule. Uh, the Eagles have you know, a fairly... Uh, straightforward slate after that. I think it's Giants, uh, Raiders, Cowboys. I want to say are, are the three they have after that. So really, this week is—I mean—it's going to determine a lot of it. I mean, things could always change. I mean, you never know if somebody's going to slip up. But in a lot of ways, with both of those teams, with both the Vikings and the Eagles on the road against top opponents this week. Week 14 could really be what determines uh, who's going to be the home field advantage recipient in the NFC. Uh,
3: ben Gessling's with us, Star Tribune, a Vikings writer. Uh, so uh, Zim had to be giddy today. Giddy, didn't he? Uh, no. I mean, I, I don't know that giddy is <laughs> giddy really. Giddy
1: doesn't exist for Zim, huh? I don't know that we've seen that in, mm-hmm. in four years. I, I don't think giddy. I mean, we see a lot of emotions, different emotions from Mike Zimmer. I don't know that Giddy is in the spectrum of the ones I have witnessed, at least personally.
3: So now uh, our theory on Case Keenum was uh, he was a gunslinger. He'd throw it all over and he'd take some risks. And now he goes out and plays the conservative style and hits 13 out of 13, uh, 15 yard passes in the second half and uh, plays the game absolutely. Impeccably, the way you want to play it. So all of our theories on Case Keenum are gone now. <laughs> he he does whatever you need. He, you
1: know, <laughs> that's what you want from your franchise quarterback, right?
3: Yes, that's right.
1: I mean, twenty-five of thirty yesterday, I think, uh, and, and uh, didn't hit more than you know a couple of balls that were down the field. I, I think before I, th- I thought I saw a stat from Mike Zimmer's favorite website, Pro Football Focus, today <laughs> that that uh, like thirty yards or something were on were through the air. I mean, most of what Case Keenum got was after the catch, but it was, you know, what they, what they've been able to do when the big plays aren't there is, is finding people and, and being able to to convert drives and, and make plays after the catch. And, and that is a credit to him because, you know, I had kind of thought, okay, a lot of the, the way he's succeeding is being able to throw it on the field and, and get big plays and, and not have to sit there and, and manage things where you have to be efficient and avoid the mistakes. Cause sometimes that can be tougher than, just being able to get 40 yards at a time. And, and the fact that he did it as effectively as he did yesterday, I mean, it was as efficient and in command as he's looked. He, you didn't see any of those throws that made you cringe a little bit. There just wasn't anything that uh, that gave you any reason for pause. And, and there's no question he's going to be the starter. Mike Zimmer said it yesterday, and, and you, they just keep rolling with him.
3: Uh, so where does Rashad Hill character come from? It's yeah, the right tackle. What, uh, where's he? Where did he come from?
1: they picked him up late last year off of Jacksonville's practice squad. And and basically it was a, we needed another warm body. I mean, they they had so many injuries last year that it was a guy that, that had some size and and had some potential that they thought, okay, we'll bring him in and and take a look at him. And he has turned into one of the more valuable pieces of this thing with Mike Remmers uh, now having missed four straight games with the, the first, the concussion and the back injury. So, I mean, it's, it's, one of those things that, you know, last year they couldn't find a guy to, to man any of those positions no matter what they did. And, and this year they've been able to plug people in when they've needed to and, and been able to succeed when the, the injuries come up. I mean, they invested in that line, but you kind of know at that position it's really hard to keep five guys healthy all year. So your, your depth at some point is going to get tested. And whether it's been Rashad Hill or, or Jeremiah Searles or Danny Isadora, they've all, they've had to use all three of those backups as starters at one point, and all three of them have done the job. So it hasn't just been the starters. You're right. it's It's been the depth that has helped them improve. And certainly Rashad Hill deserves a lot of credit for that.
3: All righty, Ben. Thank you. We will uh, talk to you next week, sir.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Ben. All Pat.
3: right. Uh, ben Gessling covers the Vikings for the Star Tribune, along with the wise old Isle Mark Craig, the promising youngster Andrew Kramer, uh and uh Chip and Suhan and all the rest of them and I I of leave them alone but I might have to get out there. Keep me out of it. I might but have. But you're going to have to babe, this have team's to wander, for real, sir out there this week and uh offer some uh insights. Uh, uh there's nothing to be pessimistic about. No. Nothing. No. Nothing. It's a juggernaut. It's a uh it is a well-balanced machine as opposed to 98 which was a fantastic offensive machine, but yeah, iffy on defense. So this team is a a fantastic defensive team with a very good offense to go with it. So uh, uh, this is is the year. Home. And now all they have to do is overcome the Roycey Jinx. What jinx? I've never picked him to win the Super Bowl in my life. I guess I did in 2010, and then the roof fell down. Right. And everybody got hurt. And
4: the quarterback sent text messages doing, to reporters. But that time
3: I was just doing it uh, to agitate. Uh, <laughs> in two th- This time I mean it. All right. Okay.
2: The Ride with Royce. cool
3: down. That's when I heard that highway's down.
2: On 1500 ESPN. The Ride with Royce.
3: Come on, join me in this fight against crap. <laughs> join me in the fight against crap. <laughs> That's right. On
2: 1500 ESPN. And this portion of The
4: Ride with Roycey today is brought to you by Pleasureland RVs.
3: Much to the delight of his teammate, uh, Kenny Olson. Here is John Height with the 530 Sports Update.
0: You. I keep Thank turning you, up the wrong mic. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, right. John. Number three. Thanks, Patrick. This update's sponsored by your locally owned Domino's. Domino's loves you so much that they're giving you 50% off the menu price of all pizzas when you order on Domino's.com. Online only and valid November 27th through December 7th. Availability and charges may vary. Okay. Uh-huh. Vikings now 10-2. and They're the top seed for the moment in the NFC. Today, Coach Mike Zimmer spoke with reporters. He was asked, well, how do the Vikings feel about uh, being in that top position?
3: No thoughts. We've got four games left. Our only thoughts are about the Carolina Panthers and uh, trying to get a win this week. Um, you know, and... All that stuff is nice to talk about for you guys to talk about, but for us, we don't talk about it. We just go about our business. Liar. Hey,
4: he's fibbing. He's fibbing. James on Twitter says, Reavers, Roycey being positive about the Vikings scares the crap out of me. Of course it does, because
0: you're all a bunch of wussies. <laughs> Vikings on the road again this Sunday against Carolina. a couple NFL. Fourteen and two, baby. Oh no, no. Fourteen and two. That disheartens me. Mm-hmm. What can I tell you? That's right. <laughs> Giants fire coach Ben McAdoo and general manager Jerry Reese today. Also say uh, Eli Manning will be back as their starting quarterback next week. And Rob Gronkowski got a one-game suspension for that uh, cheap shot against the Bills yesterday. Pat, the only thing that
4: really disappoints me about the Ben McAdoo firing is that I'm not going to know what the Levitard show would have asked Tim Kirkshin what Ben McAdoo looks like during his uh, <laughs> weekly interviews, which was, by the way, folks... The greatest segment in the history of radio.
0: Because the whole point was just to get Timmy start to giggle. And it worked every single time. Timberwolves right back at it tonight. Coming off their 112-106 win over the Clippers last night. Wolves are on the road in Memphis to take on
1: Don't Grizzlies. rip it, Kenny,
0: because you didn't listen to it. Don't rip it. Uh, greatest history radio. Oh, it's funny. Well, it's very, very funny. Maybe though. a little hyperbole involved. Yeah, of course. Exactly. It's Reavers. That's what I do. Lindsay Whalen will be part of eight Timberwolves broadcasts this year on Fox Sports North. Uh, The first one comes up this Wednesday in Los Angeles when the Wolves take on the Clippers. Uh, Here's how it's going to work. She'll be on as part of the Wolves live program this Wednesday. And then she will join the broadcast team of Dave Benz and Jim Peterson courtside at the start of the game. The uh, Lynx All-Star Gardo. And They're going to shoo her away or what? Do, does she have aspirations? Mm-hmm. What's going yes, on here? Does. Oh, she does. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think they're shooing her away. I, she's going to be on the, the pregame and then join them. Yeah, she'll be a part yep. of the broadcast. Exactly. Okay. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll also join as an analyst for games on December 12th, January oh. 1st, January 14th, Royce. February 7th. I've had a great idea. Oh. We might mic her up next oh, season. Fair. Let her do commentary on her play as she's running play, down the that's court. that's right. That's a That'd good be idea. awesome. <laughs>
3: Uh who, was, uh who loved her? Who was in love with Jeremy, right? Big Jeremy? Yeah, I think Big so. Jeremy yeah. Kodiak. Kodiak. Kodiak, yeah, he loved her. <laughs> even though he got married, he'd just, only because she turned him down, I think. Is way married. <laughs>
0: Waylon is a five-time WNBA All-Star who has helped the Lynx to four league championships. She also, of course, has those two Olympic gold medals. She the, was
3: going to be the next coach of the Gophers, but now Marlene's going to save her job. So uh, oh, that's boy. not going to
0: happen.
2: Uh, find the compliments and retweet those uh tim does sam bradford look
4: like he's always viewing his very first playboy <laughs> <laughs> so he would ask him baseball questions and then sprinkle in little pieces of ju- it was very very funny yes. and my favorite was does john fox look like the out-of-work police detective with the pension for bad whiskey <laughs>
0: oh that's funny the NBA Greatest has... Greatest in the history of radio. Well, I mean, there were some great Bob and Kenny bits that I liked more than that, but other than that, it was pretty good. Uh, uh, NBA has suspended Golden State Warriors guard Sean Livingston for one game and removed official Courtney Kirkland from the officiating rotation for a week because of an alter- uh, altercation they had during a game Sunday. NBA huh. Executive Vice President Kiki Vandewey announced the suspensions today. Livingston will serve his suspension tonight when the Warriors visit the New Orleans Penguins. Did
3: they call each other uncomplimentary and profane names?
0: No, Uh, they actually bumped heads in the second quarter. But uh, Livingston was assessed a technical at that point and ejected because he made contact with a game official. But upon further study by the league, they determined that the referee, Mr. Kirkland, moved toward Livingston and shared Mm -hmm. responsibility for the headbutting that mm-hmm. was going on by both All of them. Right. So okay. he's out a week.
3: The official will miss mm-hmm. a week. Of you games. know that the NBA on every close game that's within five points releases a two-minute review, the last two minutes of the game or anything that happened in overtime. That's highly critical of This Whoa. this wasn't called. This was called. Really? This was this was accurate. Yeah. And on each close what game. What
4: purpose does that serve? Uh, um.
3: I don't know because is it going to just put make the boys everybody on mad? Double seeker probation, I guess. I guess.
4: Or
0: is it going to make the officials a pain in the ass for the last two minutes of every single game? Yeah, you're game? right. Yeah, mm-hmm. hmm. I don't know what it is. The Gophers dropped from 12th to 14th in the top 25. They of course lost their first game of the season to number 10 Miami last week. The Gophers, one of three Big Ten teams in the top 25. Michigan State, number three. Purdue, number 21. Next up for the Gophers, by the way, a
3: game in uh, in Nebraska. I uh, kind of put Cardinals the schools. governor on Isaiah last night. They didn't let Jelly Bean uh, do uh, throw it up like a drunken sailor like he did against Miami. So, <laughs> <and> Je- <laughs> J- jelly Belly had to kind of uh, <laughs> jelly Belly. What is it officially? <laughs> I have no idea. Is it jelly roll? Jelly, there's jelly <laughs> no, involved. That's jelly, jelly roll. And Paul. <laughs> Jelly and Jam or some damn jelly you know, jam jelly know. fab is it jelly fab jelly stone jelly stone and yogi, <laughs> jelly stone the national park on yeah, yogi jelly stone yeah. whatever the hell his name is he didn't they didn't let him go crazy jelly jelly belly. let's go with yeah. jelly stone I, know, I want jelly belly jelly can belly. I claim is that, that okay? nickname
0: I, I want you guys to call me jelly yeah, belly yeah. now with your traffic here's jelly, jelly Belly. belly. Uh, I like it That's awesome
3: lead belly there was lead belly
0: and then there's jelly who belly. was lead Belly. Led Belly. Belly was a uh, blues singer, Chris. Ah. Uh, what about Better? <laughs> well, his real name was Better. Led Belly's real last really? name. Really?
3: Okay. Yeah. See, aren't you sure you started that? Yeah. yeah. All right, You Kenny. want more? Come on. No, we're good. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> Shotgun on the ride with Roycey.
3: Sports writer for hire. Because <laughs> I'm not cheap, but I'm good. Right. <laughs> on
2: 1500 PSPN. Ride with Roycey now continues. File,
0: 69. Offense. He was giving them the business.
2: It's time for late
1: hits. Fourth and goal from the two. Camara's the lone setback. Pitch it to him right, trying to turn the corner with a block in front of him. He's to the goal line and in. Camara hit outside the end zone, but with second effort and that great balance of his, he falls into the end zone for a two-yard touchdown run, and that's the kind of rhythm the Saints sought for all last week against the Rams and never found. Here's Kamara, slips the tackle, 10, 5, touchdown, is he special or
3: what? A 20-yard touchdown run. Uh, don't count out the saints, baby. Uh, that is a pretty good team. Uh, they, uh, defeat the Panthers, 31 uh, 21. Now the game was in new Orleans, but, uh, they ran the ball yesterday more than they threw it. And when they can run the ball, they're dangerous. Uh, breeze passed for 269 yards, but, uh, Camara accounted for 122 yards from scrimmage. Uh, Mark Ingram had a 72-yard run and rushed for 85 yards, and uh, they win 31-21. Uh, Kamara is the kid from Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, our guy Manning, oh, he's us all over, liked, all he over he liked him. him a lot. Yeah, absolutely, going into the draft last year, he's going to end up being and, rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, Well, yeah, especially since the guy Kareem Hunt won the tank mm-hmm. in in uh, Kansas City. But uh, this is a now the Vikings beat them to start the season. Uh, and they look very poor defensively, but their defense. John Gruden was a guy that said that they were going to be a good team, and they uh, look pretty good. They, right now, you got your Vikings up here, right? Yep. Cream of the crop. Uh, cream of the crop. Eagles, Saints. I put on the same line. I put the Saints yeah. on the yeah. same line as the Eagles, and then the Rams on the next line. With the Seahawks and... Uh, Maybe think, Carolina
4: after that. I think the
3: Seahawks are... Seahawks because of... Although the Seahawks are trying to get it done now without Chancellor, without Richard Sherman. Uh, I, I don't know if Russell Wilson... I would rather play the Seahawks in the second round than the Saints. I guarantee you that.
4: Well, and what was... Im- we talked about Russell Wilson last hour, and that, that to me was what was so impressive about their win over Philly last night was their defense was so good. I mean... That linebacker that they got, not right, the other uh, 54. Why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? Wagner Wagner is, I think, the best and linebacker in football. he's become a superstar
3: yes. because the other guys aren't around him.
4: He was all over the place last mm-hmm. night.
3: Willie Taggart, one year at Oregon, uh, got hired. I thought it was a reach when they hired him away from South Florida. He goes up there one year, and now he uh, is meeting with Florida State officials today, and they are not real happy in Oregon because he's been running around recruiting for Oregon, spending Oregon's money to recruit while he's been considering going to Florida State. Uh, he was just hired there one year ago. He went seven and five with his first se- in his first season there. He's not uh, South Florida. He was twenty four and twenty five and eighteen and seven his last two years. But uh, I think Oregon is. Uh, I, you know, he didn't have a great year there. He was. They had a bad year the year before, but he didn't. He didn't have a great year. I don't think he'd be a big loss for him. Uh, but it. I can see how it agitates you that he comes he in. comes in, in and then year. leaves after they one gotta year. They got to do something. They got to do something to prevent these guys. From it leave. is. It is a bit NCAA ridiculous. NCAA should. Uh, you know, the school you go to. It isn't. It shouldn't be the school you leave. If you leave before your contract's up, the school you go to, all those players should be released from their... Uh,
4: well, and that's why they they tried to put in all these massive buyouts to try to curb some of that. It doesn't make
3: any difference because no. the,
4: the other school is just going to pony up and pay that money. It is mm-hmm. ridiculous.
3: Uh, the uh, Supreme Court of the United States heard oral arguments uh, Monday uh, in a, semi- in a uh, case that uh, will decide the immediate future of American sports betting. Uh, Governor uh, Chris Christie of New Jersey has filed the suit against the NCAA, NFL, and other major major professional leagues. It's centered on the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act of 1992, which is the federal ban on state sponsored sports betting. Uh, it's only allowed in Nevada. What sets does that make? I don't know. I got to think it's going to go crashing down. People are still going to go to Vegas. Yes, they are. They're still going to go to the sports books. They're still going to go to now to games out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is no longer required to protect the state of Nevada. But even if it was, and uh, the heck with it, uh, it, it should be up to every state whether they want to have uh, sports gambling or not. Now, what will be interesting is... If the Indian casinos try to get in on the action before the states mm-hmm. do, you know. Because it
4: so, would behoove them to get out in front of it if they wanted to. And
3: they can say they're a sovereign land. And if the uh, Supreme Court supports this, then they can uh, they can start having sports gambling. Uh, as you anticipated, uh, Reavers, Diego Valeri of the Portland Timbers yes. is the uh, MVP of mm-hmm. the... Uh, major league soccer which is named in honor of landon donovan oh i did not know that i mean i should have known that landon donovan i mean he was a good player for the u.s right but does he really deserve to have an mvp award named after him? but the mls doesn't have
4: really a long and storied history oh
3: that's why they should wait <laughs> do they we should wait? You can't name Landon Donovan's some bald little Irishman who played in a few U.S. teams, <laughs> who's never won anything.
4: Well, so do you think that maybe they'll wait a couple of years till they find somebody better to name it after?
3: Yeah, or once you know. name it, is
4: are we Not stuck well,
3: with they're, it? We're stuck with it. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, of course, I, you know, sometimes you change names, but uh, you know, John Gallardi, Division Three Player of the Year. Yeah, okay. Coach 55 years. He's got the most wins
4: of anybody. Yeah. yeah.
3: Landon Donovan. He scored a couple of goals against Uruguay.
4: So you know what they should call it? The Lady Bing. They They should should. call it the Lady Bing.
3: He won. And by the way, this weekend for the second straight year in Toronto, the Seattle Sounders and the Toronto, whatever the hell Argonauts. No, not the Argonauts. (laughs) No, not the Argonauts. I can't remember what they are. But they'll be playing for the uh, MLS Cup. Oh, it's the Toronto United, I believe. Uh, Yeah, well, that's a (laughs) damn good guess. No, they're Toronto Football Club. Okay. Last year, they played in freezing temperatures in Toronto in front of 36,000 people. And guess what? Zip, zip. They went to a shootout and the Sounders. Wait, they Seattle don't play this Sounders. at the Rogers Center? They play this outside oh, in Toronto? Oh, it's outside. It's <laughs> the exhibit It's the old, uh, exhib- it's the old uh, exhibition stadium. Exhibition stadium. Oh, I my think. God. Or maybe it's a soccer stadium. I don't know. By the way, when I saw that Toronto, do you realize that, of course, the previous attempt at major at a major level of soccer in this country was the North American Soccer League, mm-hmm. uh, of which our kicks were a member it started 1968. Our guys were in, uh, starting in 75 or so. Our kicks played in one championship game. I did not one know that. One NASL championship game. Who'd we take on? We, we took on the Toronto Metro's Croatia. Ah. Uh, and uh, we lost three to nothing in the kingdom. It might have been the first year that they existed. So we were a powerhouse right from the get-go? Yeah, we were. And then after that, we never made it back again. And then we went out of business. But uh, I remember uh, my guy, Charlie Almond very fired up about that game. He was very excited. All righty. uh, We will return. That was a hard-hitting edition of Late Hits. And as I pointed out, hot rumors... That the Wild might be bringing back Matt Molson. He got cut today by Buffalo. He was such an effective pickup yes. uh, a few years ago. How many stiffs did they bring in for Buffalo? Let's man? see. Well, Pominville was, was he, one. Did we bring him in because he and Pominville were buddies? I think so. Just like Pominville and, and Vanick were yep. buddies? I think so. They were so. all friends, they were also Sabres. <laughs> First. By the way, our guy Fou- Housley, I hope he makes it out of the year. They're terrible. They really they can't are. They don't score any goals. And I
4: but I think he's going to get a little bit longer of a leash well, just I because so. he's
3: a god in that time. I think they're 5 and 6. They are really really bad. Well, they don't score any goals. I think they just had three straight scoreless games, so uh you know, it's it's a hard game to win when you don't score any goals. That's true. We'll be back see if Rivers and I have a daily complaint.
2: taking the ride with Royce go home and have a couple of beers that's the plan on 1500 ESPN now on the ride with Royce let's hear the boys daily complaints
3: What do you, uh, there's no Manny Hill today to join in the fray. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, what do you have for a daily complaint there, Reavers? The youth of today okay. pay no respect
4: to heritage and to things of their past. Patrick, yes, the bride and I attended the Mankato State football game uh, on yes! Saturday afternoon. Yes, they were,
3: I was very disappointed
4: in the result, by the way. Yeah, they were edged by Texas AM Commerce. They had a chance to come back in the fourth quarter, but they just uh, they turned the ball over too many times mm-hmm. in the fourth. But, uh, after the game, uh, the Brian and I walked around campus. It was a noon kickoff, so okay. I thought, you know what, we're down here. Let's walk around campus and see the sights. And wasn't
3: a bad day. Either, no,
4: God, it? it was absolutely perfect. It was yeah. nearly sixty degrees. So it was a gorgeous day.
3: Tailgating or
4: something. Yeah, so we we ran into a couple of tailgaters, and then I, I we were walking by what used to be the two gauge towers, which is the southeast portion yes. of campus, mm-hmm. and we saw a group of uh, a group of four that looked to be 19, 20, 21 years old. I said, Babe, let's watch this. I said, hey, do you guys know what area the Gage Hall is at? Uh All four of them looked at each other, and they looked at me like— we don't know where that is. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my God, this building was just torn down three years ago.
3: Well, how old were they, though? They might not have well, they ever were, been They were wasn't...
4: students, I'm guessing. Oh, okay. But the fact that they didn't even know it, well, it wow. didn't surprise me. It's why I asked them that. But, my God, it was just three years ago that Gage went be down. a
3: landmark there that, that a... used to be the home of the Vikings.
4: And, sadly, it's just a parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: that's all it is. Yeah.
4: So that's my daily complaint. Here's but go my Mavs. Daily. I love my math. Here's my
3: daily complaint. What do you got? Ah... Uh, I'm all in on the Vikings right now. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I think they're uh, the favorites to go to the Super Bowl in a a very tough NFC. And everybody thinks I'm up to something. Everybody, nobody trusts me. Because you've given them 50 years of being up to something. I'm not up to something this time. (laughs) I'm all in. I'm not up to something. It's probably my own fault. I'll admit it. But give me a break here. I'm not trying to jinx anybody. I think they're really good. And as defense has come back into the game the last five years, you can go to the Super Bowl with a great defense and a good offense, and that's what they have. I'm not up to something. Stop being skeptical. You think I'm a lifelong cynic or something. What's Stop wrong with you Stop calling and asking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>